Welcome to another episode of T. Farrell Presents Life from a Levite's Perspective. I'm your host, Terrence Farrell, a.k.a. T. Farrell. And lately, I've had quite a bit of people asking me about the voiceover industry. Um, Can you make any money at it? Is it just as simple as grabbing a mic and doing a couple commercials and like send it out there, see what comes back? Um, So I, I know somebody that's in the voiceover industry, asked him if he'd come on, and he agreed. So today, our special guest is TJ Thomas. Now, his clients include IBM, BMW, Target, Uber, McDonald's, The Weather Channel, Amazon, Chase, Peloton, Adidas, and the list goes on and on. I I, I couldn't put everything on that. I'd still be here reading and reading and reading. He's also a husband and a father. And I'm going to tell you, that brings in challenges all in in and of itself. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, help me welcome TJ Thomas. TJ, how you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. I've I've never done a podcast before. This is my first podcast. so (laughs) That's all right. All it is, it's just a a regular candid conversation. We're just going to chop it up and... Just got a whole bunch of people watching us. That's yes, all. that's that's fine. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool. So I wanted to ask, first of all, how'd you get into doing voiceovers? Um, it kind of happened by accident. Um, I was actually it started maybe a few years ago when I was doing uh pursuing more on camera work. Um, so I was I was in the middle of that and you know, trying to be this big TV and film actor and um you know, I had a couple of little things going on, but my manager that I had at the time, she had sent me on a voiceover audition and mm-hmm. it was just a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot of fun when I did it. Um, I almost got the job. I didn't quite get the job, but I knew I was close to getting the job. So once I found I had all that fun with the audition process, I started to research it a little more. Um, what do I need to do? How can I get into it? Where do I find more auditions? so forth and so on. And that's kind of how it, it developed. And then, you know, you're looking at maybe four years later and I'm, I'm kicking it and, and, and rolling and it's taking up most of my time. So that's been, um, that's really been like the, the catalyst of it and, and how it kind of formed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, now is this something that you do full time now? Um, for the most part, Yes. Uh, okay. it's my primary source of income, uh, gotcha. that, that it kind of dwelled into. Um, I actually still keep a night job just so the baby can have health benefits. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, overall I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm in my studio, in my booth, uh, from like nine in the morning till five or six, sometimes later. That's um, not, not talking. It's not talking the whole time, but. You know, it's, it's, it, I treat it like a full-time business. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so now what else goes into it? Because I, I look, a lot of people look at it as, Hey, you just get the script. You read it a couple of times. Boom. You're done. You get another script. You read a couple of <laughs> times. Boom. You're done. You know, you, I, I know how to read. Yeah. I got yeah. a mic. Let's do yeah. it. Okay. So there's like three steps that I, that I think it is to really get into voiceover. A lot of people don't understand, um, one, it's not just 
talking or reading or anything like that. Um, it really is acting. So mm. when you have an acting background, it helps. Um, but then you need training from, from the voiceover perspective because, you know, it's, it's a lot different when it's just you and a piece of paper and you're just there by yourself. So you really have to be able to put yourself in an acting world, uh, be able to break down a voiceover script because it's different from an acting script because generally in an acting script, you have dialogue, mm -hmm. right? In voiceover, you might have a paragraph to say, you might have one sentence, you know, you have like the movie trailers where you'll see a whole movie trailer. And then at the end, you just see rated R, you know, it's just... Right. All, all, all of these things matter. So the first step is really training. Um, you, you train, you train, you train. Um, I still get coaching to this day. Um, it never stops. It's an ongoing process. Um, mm -hmm. After you get training, um, then you're looking to get a demo. Um, usually the person you're training with, the classes you take, they, they kind of let you know when you're ready to get a demo. And it has to be like a professional demo depending on, well, it has to be a professional demo, depending on how you're trying to take it. If you're just doing it, testing it out, trying, trying to see, oh, maybe I can put something up on, you know, like fiverr.com or something like that. Maybe you don't need a professional demo, but if you're trying to do it seriously, trying to get like agents and things of that nature, you definitely need uh, a professional demo, which is basically you get in a studio behind a mic and you know, with engineers and with a coach and you knock out about five or six uh, scripts and then they chop it up and they make it into like a quick flash bit, bit, bit of, of what you can do. Um, from there, um, it then becomes a business um, because voiceover is really a, a business. So like I have to do a lot of my own marketing. I have to do a lot of my own invoicing. I have to do a lot of my own bill collecting. Sometimes I'm chasing people down for a couple of months. Um, right, right. It's, it's really working a business. So you have to have that, that business acumen. And then when you're lucky, you get a job or two and you actually get to do voiceover. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Cause a, a lot of people don't really understand that the job of, of a voiceover artist is really to audition. Most of the time you're out of work, you know, you're, you're, you're most of the time you're out of work and you spend the majority of your time auditioning and you have to have fun with that audition process because you're auditioning more than anything else. Um, there are months where I do maybe 200 auditions and you know, you, you get maybe four, five jobs. <laughs> Wow. You get maybe four or five jobs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that a lot of that also comes from the business acumen of it. So the auditions are, are one thing. And then I'm, I'm researching companies, seeing who in these companies are casting voiceovers because a lot of times with voiceover, you know, the big companies, they don't cast it in house. You get right. what I'm saying? They right, cast right. it, they go to production companies and then the production companies do the casting. So when I'm not auditioning, when I'm not doing voiceover, I'm researching production companies. 
Mm -hmm. I'm researching who's doing the casting in those production companies. And then I'm reaching out to them and I'm like, Hey, I'm a voiceover guy. You need me, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so, um, it's a, it's, it's stages. I spend, uh, the least amount of time behind a mic actually doing paid work. Mm. So that, that's like, it comes now that comes to like a rate thing where, because you spend the least amount of time doing paid work, when you do paid work, you have to make sure that it's worth it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's a matter of understanding and, and knowing what, what you're supposed to charge, how much you're supposed to charge and, um, you know, not undercutting yourself, just, you know, it can be a while. Oh man, I haven't, you know, worked in a while. Maybe I'll do a job for a little less than maybe what I want to do it for. And you kind of have to have the patience to not do that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what it goes into, uh, you know, auditioning or training, um, get your demo. And then it's a lot of auditioning and marketing and to really get yourself out there. And then it kind of has a snowball effect to where, you know, like I've, when you audition with somebody, like for me personally, if I audition with someone and, you know, they hire me, I, I get a good, you know, get a good job, then I'm putting them on my client list. So now, and part of my marketing is to email them every couple of months, just, you know, Hey, how you doing? You know, what's going on? Just kind of like a, Hey, I'm still here. And then what happens is when you do good work, then they just send you stuff. Mm -hmm. So even though, yes, I'm now auditioning all this, you know, 200 times a month. Now I also have people just sending me random emails that, that keeps me sustained saying, Hey, here's a job. How quick can you do this? You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, hey, can you do this in like two hours? Sometimes it's like, can you do it tomorrow, by tomorrow? And you kind of have to work out your schedule and be flexible and all that good stuff. So right. it's, it's, you know, it's fun. You know, it's fun when you, when you get to do it, but mm-hmm. it's, it's so much more that goes into it than just, you know, being behind the mic. <laughs> right, right. No, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because a lot of people look at it as, Oh man, I get a script. I read it. That's it. And the training part, I didn't even think about the training part. Like Mm -hmm. that's because I figure if you got a good voice, you know, you practice a couple of times, you get the intonation, you, you, you sound happy, but I didn't even think about, no, there's professional training. There's things you do. There's things you don't do. There's timing, there's pauses, there's all of that. And you know, it, it, it's funny because, um, you know, a lot of people I've been told, oh, you know, it's just, it's just talking. And then I say, well, you know, why don't you come try it? And then it's like the red dog did this and it, it just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't sound. And they're like, wow, this is a lot harder than it looks. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. Cause one, you're not used to hearing yourself. You know, right. you, you get these headphones on, you're not used to hearing yourself. So that, that just throws you off automatically. And you know, it, it's, you know, a lot of people, like you said, I have a good voice. I think I should do voiceover. And mm-hmm. nowadays, you know, 20 years ago, nineties, eighties, it was really about, you know, the big voice and everything. But if you like listen to commercials, you know, they're having a conversation with you. It's, it's not just, you know, the big, the big voice stuff is out there, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not, you know, that's not what's booking all of the commercials. So it's really about, it's much less about your voice and more about how you connect to the script and -hmm. connecting to the script is generally what books you jobs. Mm -hmm. 
So that's kind of where the acting part comes in, because that's what allows you to connect to a script. And then you get the training and and, you know, a quick a quick tip that that I usually tell people when when they're like, um, how can they read a script every you're having a conversation with someone. So every line in the script is kind of like an answer to a question that the other person is asking you. So you envision that other person, whoever you're talking to, mm-hmm. and you think about them at asking a question and your part in the script is you answering that question. And then depending on who you're talking to changes up how you say the script. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. So now with all of the success that you've had, cause you got some big names on there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know it, 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 it probably looks bigger than it really is. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it does. It does. I mean, you know, it's funny cause sometimes, um, like I, I, I just keep my head down and I'm always just like doing the work. Mm-hmm. So I don't really realize it until like somebody else says it. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh, I, I guess that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it is pretty cool. So my question is what lessons have you learned from, from, I guess getting this far in being a voiceover artist? Um, I could say maybe primarily it, it's, it's, it's two things. Um, the first kind of what I already touched on, uh, I didn't realize when I was, when I got into it, how much of a business person I had to be. Mm. Um, you know, you really, it's a, it's a business, it's a business. And if you don't treat it as such, yeah. you won't be successful. Um, there, there are a lot of people who've been doing this for years and, they were, they were doing it like the old way. Like, you know, you get an agent mm-hmm. and they just send you auditions and the agent handles everything. And they, you know, you do your audition, you do your job, the agent sends you a check. So when voiceover, because the, the, the funny thing about voiceover is that now voiceover is about 90% non-union. Most mm-hmm. of the things you hear on TV, mo- most of the commercials are all non-union commercials. Mm-hmm. So because they're non-union commercials, you as a voiceover artist have to do a lot more legwork. Um, so a lot of people who weren't used to that kind of have not really been able to survive the change that voiceover went through. Um, right, I came right, into right, it right. when it was already there. So there's not much adjustment that I had to do. But um, understanding that it's really a business is is something that I, I really didn't know because I was you know, coming from the acting world, I'm, you know, Hey, I'll do more auditions and let's see what happened. And then when I got to voiceover, I found that it was a whole nother world, uh, a mm-hmm. whole nother side to it. So, uh, being able to become more of a businessman, that was, that was one thing. And I guess it also, it also just reinforced, um, something, uh, that I already knew, which was, uh, persistence and consistency and how, yeah important it is um because you know 90 95 percent of the time you're you're, you're getting told no you know and and it's it's so it's funny because with voiceover you know you're kind of isolated so you don't get um really any feedback Mm -hmm. you get this audition in the email from wherever you get your auditions from and you know, you sit there, you get the script, you you do whatever you need to do in your head, 
and then you send it off and you really don't hear anything back unless you get the job. Right. So right, you, right. you know, you don't know if it was a good audition. I mean, I guess, you know, it's a good audition if they send you more auditions, but right. other than that, you know, you could have the best audition and not get the job. Right. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, that it's, it's such a subjective industry. So having the persistence and consistency to keep at it, uh, will also, uh, help you to, to be more successful. So just having that reinforced was something that, uh, getting in this industry really, uh, did for me. Nice, nice, nice. Now I, I was looking through your social media account mm-hmm. and I scrolled back a little bit and I forgot you used to do comedy also. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't, <laughs> um, I, I can't say that I used to, I did it twice. Like literally I was okay. on stage twice. So, um, that's, that's just one of the things I kind of did for fun. Um, right, right, right. You know that that was that was a fun thing, and 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 you know people laughed. So, <laughs> so you know that that was cool. I didn't I didn't completely suck, uh, but right. again, I think <laughs> I think that goes into um, what I was just saying about the voiceover with like being persistent and consistency. Right. Um, it's funny because like I took a class, like I took a, a comedy class that kind of teaches you how you know to do Joe, like not really how to. It doesn't teach you how to be funny. But, you know, how to like maybe like do a do a set, how to do a stand up set and, you know, mm-hmm. the proper, uh, you know, the protocol for jokes and like, you know, certain rules, the rule of three and and things of that nature. And a lot of people in that class was like, oh, man, you're the funniest guy here. And they're still doing comedy. You know, they're mm-hmm. still in the comedy clubs and they're, they're still booking stuff. And me, I was just, you know, I did I had about four and a half minutes of material then i thought about two and a half minutes of that was actually funny and <laughs> and so i mean it's something that i probably could have kept pursuing but right. i didn't um you know i i didn't have the uh i respected the energy that it took to do it mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. i said mm, yeah nah that, that that's not really for me but i right. i enjoyed it I, I had, you know, it was probably more about a, a three month period of my life where it was like, okay, this is fun. It's one of those things to check off the bucket list. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought when we when we were in New Jerusalem together, I thought you did it for a little longer than that. No, it was it was really only for about three months, like wow, the, from okay. the beginning of the class to the two to the two shows. Like it it wasn't it wasn't that long. It wasn't that long. I just um. Yeah, I just it was just something to do really quick and uh to see how it goes and and the first show, you know, went really well. Um I I'll tell you a quick story about that which is which was funny. Um they they put me on after uh one of their one of their established comedians, right? Mm-hmm. And and my my coach in the class was like, "Oh, this is great." Like, you know, cuz they're putting you on after somebody who who does this all the time and the crowd will be warmed up and, and all this other stuff, right? The guy gets up there and he completely bombs. Like he's not getting a single laugh. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this is great. But, <laughs> but um, you know, it, it worked out well for me and uh, for that for that one show. And then the, the comedy club, Gotham Comedy Club in New York, they invited me back for a second show. 
and I only like was able to add like two jokes to my original set, and I was like, mm, yeah, I don't have the you know the wherewithal of being comedy clubs every night trying to figure out what's funny and what's not. So right, right, right. You know, I I, I respect the people who do it. Because, you know, I really understand what went, what goes into it. But, you know, that just, you know, it wasn't for me to really just pursue, pursue. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. no, I mean, I, I just like the fact I like the fact that you're all about getting training for whatever it is you want to try, whatever it is. It's like, I want to do this. Let me get training rather than, you know what? I want to do this. Eh, let me throw let me throw something against the wall. See what sticks. Figure it out from there. Pick up the stuff that sticks throw some more, hopefully more sticks, but you go out and actually get training and say, if I'm going to do it, do it right. Yeah. I mean, cause I, cause when I do something, I, I like to, I like to really jump in it with both feet. So mm -hmm. when I do it, I want to be prepared, um, at least as, as best as I can. So I can limit my, um, my chances of failure. Like you could even say like with comedy, like I didn't fail. Like I, you know, I was getting right. claps and, and applause and, and the whole thing in between jokes. But, you know, it's just something that I chose not to pursue, continue to pursue. So I, I really, you know, I mean, and, and you know, everybody feels, of course, everybody feels. But I, I don't I don't like like I, I like the fact that, you know, I can jump in and, and 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 do things and be like, yeah. And then say, all right, <laughs> this isn't for me. And then I just go on to something else like <laughs> Right. You you go out on a high. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Go out on top. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Like Right, exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So now let let me ask this. Let me flip this a little bit. Okay. What's been what's been one of the toughest things? And it could be from any part of life, one of the toughest things that God's brought you through. Okay. Um All right. So like okay, so the first week and a half of fatherhood was tough and mm -hmm. I'll tell you why. Um, so my wife, you know, she gave birth, she had the baby, everything was good. We were home four days after she gives birth. She's like, Oh, I'm not feeling well. You know, she's like, oh, I got a little headache. Not really feeling well. I'm like, all right, cool. No problem. Um, I have like the baby in the living room. My parents had came over uh to to see the baby and you know we're all in there she's she's back in the bedroom so i go back there my father my father was my mother had already left my father was getting ready to leave we had some fish because her father my wife's father my father-in-law he likes to go fishing and when he goes my father loves to eat fish so he leaves some fish for my dad my father's like mm -hmm. all right i'm getting ready to go let me uh get get my fish i don't know where the fish is so I, of course i gotta go ask my wife I say, hey, you know, where's my dad's fish? And she's like, oh, it's it's in the freezer. And then she's like, where's the like the Tylenol? And I'm like, it's on the nightstand right there. And like she's reaching for it, but she's like, I don't, I don't see it. I can't, I can't, I can't get it. And then she's like, and she's like, you look really blurry. And I'm like, mm. you know, I'm like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And right after she said that, she immediately went into a seizure. Right. Immediately went into a seizure and, and, you know, she's had this really bad seizure. We call the ambulance. Um, they come, they kind of get her stable. Mm -hmm. uh, they take her to the hospital in the ambulance. She has another seizure on the way to the hospital. And she had to spend 
uh, about three or four days in ICU, right? From that point, um, no warnings of this whatsoever. Um, so it turns out she had something called eclampsia, which, and, and the seizures were brought on by like a spike in blood pressure, which was really weird because she normally, you've, you've met my wife. She's, she's petite. So she normally has like really, really low blood pressure. Right. Mm -hmm. So when they were in the hospital and they were taking her blood pressure and it was at normal levels, it really didn't cause any alarms. But then her blood pressure spiked up to like 180 over something and it just caused the seizures. She was in ICU. Like she didn't remember having the baby. Like she would, she was, she thought she was still pregnant. Mm. Um, like she, she was having trouble, like seeing colors at one point. Um, all, all these things, it took about really about three or four days. And then after that, she started to, you know, kind of recover. Then she remembered having the baby and, 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 and all these different things. So, you know, so that first, that whole time she was at like an ICU or whatever, um, you know, that was me being in the hospital with her, staying overnight. My mom was nice enough to stay with the baby um, while I was at the hospital. And then I'd leave the hospital during the day, come home, give my mom relief. And then I'm up all day with the baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it was kind of that cycle. Uh, she was in the hospital for about a week in total. And then, you know, when she came home, you know, it was still some, uh, you know, you have to do some couple of recovery things, but, you know, happy now that she's made a full recovery, like has no signs of, of anything. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, she just, you know, she, she doesn't remember, like she remembers talking to me and then she remembers like three or four days later. So that whole time for her is lost. But the crazy thing about that story is I had... I had a doctor's appointment that day, right? I had a doctor's appointment that day. And when she was like, oh, I'm not feeling well. Um, I was like, okay, I think, you know, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay home. Because, you know, I don't really like going to the doctor anyway. So, you know, you're not feeling well. It's a good reason for me to stay home. Stay right. with the newborn. And, you know, at first she was like, no, girl. I was like, no, nah, I think I'll stay. And when she had the seizure, that would have been the exact time I would have been at the doctor. Right. So. If I would have went to the doctor, she would have just, they said she pretty much would have just kept having seizure after seizure and until she was either in a coma or brain dead with a newborn in the house. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that was kind of crazy. And, and, you know, when, when like things like that happen and it's like, wow, this happened exactly when I was supposed to be at the doctor, you know, that's when you could really see, you know, God's hand in things and definitely and and how, how it's working. And, And it's, it's funny. Because I, I was talking about it one day and I was like, you know, I could probably trace that years to see things that God moved years ago mm-hmm. and how it affected this one particular position. Because, you know, like at, at one point, her father wasn't going fishing. So, mm-hmm. you know, and she was she was thinking about I mean, it was a father's day and she was like, Dad, I don't know what I'm going to get my dad for father's day. And then she was like, oh, you know, he used to like to fish. So maybe we'll take him fishing. And then from that fishing trip, he, you know, just fell back in love with fishing. And now he goes fishing a few times a month, you know, to like now my dad saying, hey, where's my fish? Which mm-hmm. if she wouldn't have gotten him that fishing trip, there would be no fish. Right. To right, me having right, to go right. in and ask her to that particular point in time of her having the seizure. So, you know, all those different things, 
you know, you can you can put together and you see that and you're just like, yeah, all right, God, I'll see you what you did there. I'll mm-hmm. see what you did there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that, that, you know, that was a crazy time, but you know, it, we're very fortunate that, you know, she's okay. And, you know, my daughter has her mom for, yeah. you know, hopefully for a much longer time. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, with a newborn, that's 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 deep. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, hey, you're not leaving me like a single dad. I don't know what to do with this kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man. Yeah. So, yo, dude, I really appreciate. So, I, I always like to ask the the inverse of that too. Um, from what's one of your most memorable success stories? Hmm. Um. Most memorable success stories. Uh, you know, I know you got, you got many. I know you got I, many. You know, because like, I, I, I don't know. Cause I, I guess you could say I have many, like, I, I think of them all like as like tiny little successes because yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I can't say that there's been like one, like huge life changing success. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, every, every little success you know, just brings more, more confidence, you know, especially when it comes to, to voiceover. Like I, you know, when I, when I did voiceover, when I started and, and I didn't know, I had really no idea what I, what I was doing. You know, one of my first jobs was actually a documentary for the weather channel. And I, I have like, I listen to that now and I was just like, these people were crazy for hiring me. Like, this (laughs) this is terrible, (laughs) you know? So, so, but, but it, it was in place to help me build confidence and, and to help, you know, keep it going. So, I mean, it's been, you know, I've, <laughs> you know, as, as you've thrown in the comedy thing, I've, mm-hmm. I've done so many things yeah, <laughs> in my, yeah. in my life where it's been like, yeah, this has been a little success. This is, you know, this has been, a, this has been another little success. Uh, even, you know, like, it's funny, like even failures, like even, even failures, like when I started, when I had really took up acting and I was mm-hmm. trying to do it on film acting, I got to a point where I had to leave the day job that I had. And it was either, it was either, it was funny. So it was either pick this, keep this day job or do this uh, play. It was an off Broadway play. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, it's time to leave the day job. So I leave the day job and the off-Broadway play gets canceled. (laughs) So then it was just like, okay, so what, 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 what do I do? So I kept going to my auditions and, um, you know, and then what I would do at night, strange, strangely, I would play poker. (laughs) So I, you know, I would go, um, you know, I would, I would go to a casino and, you know, like Texas Hold'em and, you know, I was, I was really good. I was, I was, I was really, it was very lucrative and I was really, <laughs> and I was, I was really good. And I did that playing poker was my primary source of income for like two years. What? Yeah. <laughs> all right. For those, for all those that have gambling issues, you know, yes, there's yes. a hotline for that. There, there is. And, 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 and to be, and like, to be like really fair, like <laughs> I've seen people with those issues and like, you know, you, you'd be at the poker table with these people because 95% of them are like really good people and everybody's really chill and, you know, they're just really right, there to have right. some fun. And like, I've, I've seen people and I've been like, yo, you're, you're, you're losing a lot. 
Like this is you know, it's not your night. Go go home. Go home. Yeah. You know, yeah. because you know, me personally, I, I've never had like I never had it as a problem. You know, mm-hmm. and when when I when I stopped, like I stopped, like even to this day, like I have I've probably be played maybe once in like the last five years. Like it's not it, for me it was never like, you know, an addiction thing or, or anything like that. It was really just I need mm-hmm. I need to pay my bills right now. And I know I, I and and you know, and I know it, I can it, do it, this. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can do that. And it was it was it was it was cool. And I was really good. But like I've I've done things like that. Uh, you know, you have the comedy. Like I just do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and I and I you know, because you know, my 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 grandma used to say that when I was a kid um, that I wasn't bad, but I only got in trouble because I liked to play. <laughs> and and I, I'm probably still like that. I'm probably still like that where, you know, I'd rather, you know, have, have do things that are more fun and, and figure out a way to make money out of that than, you know, sit in a cubicle all day. No offense right. to anybody who does, but, you know, that's just, you know, that's not for me per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, getting back to your question of, of successes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I just kind of feel like everything kind of snowballs with me mm-hmm. um and you know you get these little successes here and and little successes there and then you kind of see like i said earlier you kind of see god's hand um people i've met playing poker you know accountants lawyers you know politicians and judges like all these people that i've played poker with you know i can i can still call to this day and if i need something from that particular industry mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know all you know you kind of see how all of those you know, snowball and, and, and manifest where you are today, you know, based on your past experiences. So I just kind of, you know, I kind of enjoy the successes when I see them. Right. Like I'll give you like the two weeks ago, I think I heard, I actually heard a voiceover on TV for the first time. So, nice. you know, and it was just like, Oh, and it just happened to be a show on a show that I DVR'd. And so like, I have it now and I'm just like, all right, I'm not going to delete it. That was, that was, that was pretty cool. You know, right, and, right, and right. you know, and so at first I was like, oh, interested, you know, because I've never heard my voice over on TV. Like I've been like acting on TV before, but mm-hmm. I haven't heard my voice on TV. So that was like the first time um, that I actually heard myself. Um, people have told me that they've heard me. Right, right, <laughs> and like, right. Oh, yeah, I heard you on such and such. But um, that was the first time that I actually heard me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that that hey that that's what's up. Whatever works, man. Because I guess in a, in a in a sense, it just keeps you hungry and going for the next thing. You don't have these big highs and big lows. Yeah, like, yeah. oh man, I got this. It's like, oh man, I got nothing right now. And yeah. you know, you could you could do the roller coaster thing. Which, yeah, I, you know. I yeah I can definitely yeah I'm 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 cool with the roller coaster thing because like even like even now it was like like now I have the the campaign. It's like a, a I think it's on social media somewhere where it's a campaign for uh, Peloton and mm-hmm. while well, it was great and it, and it paid great and you know it's a big company and you know as soon as you like I said as soon as you do the job and the job is over I'm unemployed so right. <laughs> I need yeah. to find yeah. the next thing so a lot of times you don't have time to really you know revel too much in it and just be like wow yeah I can't mm-hmm. it, so I don't know I guess that's why when you were like running off all the people that I work that I worked with. It's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's fun, but I, I don't have time to really uh, stick yeah. with it <laughs> because uh, I, you know what's the next thing? 
and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and and also, you know, it's 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 there's always such a there's like a roller coaster to the pay scale depending on how the voiceover is used. Um, you know, cause like a lot of people, you know, yeah, they think commercials and, and, you know, movie trailers or whatever, and those are great. Those are also among the hardest to get. Mm-hmm. What really, um, sustains people in terms of voiceover are like mostly the things that people never, ever hear. Um, it's like the corporate stuff, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you're on your job. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you mentioned target. What I did yeah. for, what I did for target wasn't a commercial. It was actually HR training. Mm, that only okay. people in, in their internal, you know, corporate office heard, right, you know, I've, right, I've right, you know, right. that, you know, you get that all the time and, and that doesn't have the pay scale of, you know, a, a big national commercial. Those are like the jabs that keep you right. in the fight. And then, you know, you get the commercial, that's the big boom, right cross. And then you're like, all right, yeah, now what? And you got to go back to jab. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Now, it's cool. I mean, but it, it puts the name on on the resume, though. Oh, of course, target, of course. Yeah, it's still a client. Yeah. There's still, yeah. and I was like actually talking to the target people. Like it wasn't like through like some video production company. Like I impressed mm-hmm. the target people. Like come on back, y'all. That's what's up. So, so what's next for you now, man? Oh man. Um. <laughs> let's see. Like, well, like kind of like I said, you never really know. Um. Okay. Okay. So. It's definitely auditions. I, I know I have next month, I have something that I'm doing for the PGA. And, okay. Uh, now, I, and the, I don't want you to get in trouble if you start saying names before you're allowed to say names. No, no, I think I think it's a, I think it's good. Uh, they, okay, they've already okay. booked it. It's on my calendar. So, you know, they, I don't think they're going to change it. Um, and, and between now and then, uh, there's, you know, 10, 5, 10 jobs will pop up between between now and then. Nice. Um, I just, I can tell you that, uh, this past weekend, I just did a short film. I, I went back on camera for the first time in like oh, nice. three or four years. So that was cool. And, um, I just did, what did I just do? I did, I just, oh, I just did something for the, uh, CDC a couple days ago. Oh, and, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. And and then I have I have the church play Christmas time, so the church play is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, other than that, um, again with me being all over the place, uh, you know, it's basketball season, and I I coach high school basketball. So <laughs> I didn't know that I coach girls high school basketball at a private school in uh, Manhattan. So uh, come yeah. on, Kobe. <laughs> yeah wow. um, you know so that all, all of that and that that takes up a lot of time as as well so mm-hmm. yeah i stay busy i stay busy <laughs> that's, that's what's up man that's what's up dude i really appreciate you man how can people uh connect with what you're doing next uh you can always uh connect to me through all social media uh, it's usually tj thomas ny mm-hmm. Or you can check out my website, uh, www.tjthomas.net. And, cool. you know, that, you know, you can hear some of these things that Terrence was talking about or, <laughs> <laughs> or um, you know, hear my demos and, and things like that. Nice, nice. Man, I really thank you for taking out the time. I thank you for your insight, man. It's, I know it's going to help people. Um, it educated me as well. Um, cause I, I, after a while I was like, man, I think I could do that too. Yeah. I just get on there and go. Yes. The ultimate driving machine. 
Yes, yes, but, yes, um, yes. BMW, but, that is. Yes, yes. But it's a whole lot more than just, you know, saying that phrase and sending it to a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Going, yeah. I could do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I really, I really appreciate you. I thank you for all those that are watching. Um, continue to, to subscribe, like, share it with somebody else you think it'll help out. Um, our prayer is that God uses something from this episode to speak to you directly. Um, and we'll see you next week. And with that, we're out. Yeah.